for a hundred bucks, I would lean into influencer marketing to try to figure out whether or not that your product actually does in fact solve a problem that your customer actually wants to solve. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Vesey from the Amazing FBA podcast for Amazon sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which is a show for the owner of any e-commerce business, including those outside of the Amazon sort of sphere. In this shorter episode, we bring your odd hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects fresh from our experts panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Vesey. Enjoy the show. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. If that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 469. In today's episode of the e-commerce leader calling show, we are going to share our hot takes on what we would do with a hundred dollars to start our e-commerce business if we were starting from scratch. And it's a little bit of a mental challenge. You'll have to reflect and ponder, debate the merits of different ideas, be frugal about all of this with a hundred bucks, figure out how to start something exciting. So gentlemen, are you ready to jump into this fun topic? Let's do it. Great. We are ready. All right. Great, great, great. Do one of you want to kick us off? Yes, we have a cartoon now. <laughs> Chris, you got to go first, man. Get get a, get a throw in with your first idea. I, I feel silly that I did not bring like just a $100 bill to hold it up. You can actually buy $100 bills off of Amazon. Of course, they're fake, but they're kind of fun to, to play with. Whole stacks of $100 bills. I like the idea of the $100 challenge because... The people that I generally try to help the most with my books and my content and my courses are generally just getting started. And because of that, I try to give them so many things that they can do without spending or committing to spending a lot of money. And that includes building websites and registering domains and hosting and getting custom email addresses and everything that goes into getting a startup business on Amazon or, or something. There's a lot of things you can do without spending literally any money. So I try to get people, you know, get them on that track first so they can try and test things out. So they can say, look, selling for me is publishing for me is March by Amazon for me, whatever it might be without, you know, committing to spending a lot of money. And that's where I go back to like, okay, you've made something, you, you committed to a platform and now you've got to get some attention. You've got to get your product in people's hands, either for reviews or, or just for the attention that you might get from it. And I kind of just kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll go with a hundred bucks. You got to be able to spend a hundred dollars and. Be willing to say, look, I might get nothing back from this. Now, if you do the things we talked about today, I'm very confident you're going to get way more back, way more attention than 
you can generally get for a hundred dollars doing something more traditional like Facebook ads or sponsor products on Amazon. Cause if you're new to those things, you're generally going to spend a lot of money and it's going to be a test. It's going to be a hundred dollar test. And you're basically going to get back some data, and probably no sales. And then you have to spend another hundred dollars and get more data and hopefully get some sales and kind of dial it in that way. So if you've got a hundred dollars to me, that's kind of like this baseline limit. If you don't have a hundred dollars, then there's probably some other things you need to do in order to save a hundred dollars so that you can then do some of these marketing ideas. Now I'm going to go straight to the KDP side because if I'm publishing a book that's for sale for $15, $20, that has a cost to me of $2 and you know, fulfillment, total fulfillment costs, I can get a book in someone's hands in the US for under six bucks. Under six bucks delivered in an Amazon package, trackable. You know they're going to get it. You know they're going to open it. And and what, what's quick, what's the quick math? I can send up 16 books for six dollars. So it's at $96, I think if it comes out to 16 books in people's hands. And my books are of course going to have some kind of call to action, some kind of marketing message, some kind of you know way to contact me. If they get it, they're like, who is this person? Oh, this is this is how I can find out who, who sent it. And find 16 people that you think would benefit from getting your book. Am, am I going too long or too fast on this already? Like 16 people, get your book into 16 people's hands. Now, which it's people? Good, it's good. Yeah. You know, I would go to, to Instagram influencers. I would go to YouTube channels. I would go to blogs. Anybody that's talking like Facebook groups, anybody that has an audience of people that are ideal for my book. You know, if it's about stuff for new moms, there are a hundred new mom blogs, no, more than a hundred. There's thousands of mom blogs, mom Facebook groups, mom YouTube channels. And you're going to find out who's in charge of these things. Go to the about section on YouTube and it'll have business inquiries, a direct email. You can email them. Find the admins in a Facebook group, contact them and say, look, this is who I am. I would love to send you this absolutely free. And some of them are going to respond yes and some are going to respond no. But if you ask enough of them, you're going to find 16, get it in their hands. And maybe half of them, a quarter of them will share it with their audience. Who knows? But to me, that's if you get one, if you get one person, who shares it? If you get one if feedback, one testimonial, one something, that's worth $100 to me because now you can use it and you can piggyback and you can leverage and keep going from that. And you're not going to get that from a Facebook ad. In my opinion, I'm, I'm open to other people's opinions, but man, get your product in people's hands as cheap as possible. No, I love that one because obviously if you did write the book and you did have the six author copies for $6, you could also do a Kindle version which automatically you could have a free unlimited, you know, free day for Kindle and have it into the hands of thousands of people. So just your track alone would be, it, it wouldn't be six people. It would be, you know, you'd have oh, 5,000 people or oh, sorry, 16. Yeah. It would be, you'd have thousands of people if you did a free day with your Kindle book. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's kind of like phase two, right? So if you do yeah. 16, this is hard copies. Now, now if you read yeah. my book and I'll, I'll give you the briefest version of it, but you can drop your price on your Kindle book. Say you don't sell for 99 cents all the time. Maybe it's 9.95 or 2.99, whatever it is. You can drop it as the author to 99 cents, spend your hundred dollars and buy 99 copies of it or hundred copies, right? hundred copies for 99 bucks, 101 copies for $99 and 99 cents. Now you have 101 individual redemption link, which I know people are like, what are you talking about? This is how it works. I can buy multiple copies of any Kindle book, including my own, which I get to control, drop the price to 99 cents. Now I have 101 individual redemption links that I can offer as bait. I can give away as gifts. I can contact people. You don't even have to send anything. You do this from anywhere in the world. This is all digital, right? So you could do a mix. You could do some physical copies, some digital copies, but you can get your product into people's hands yeah. in a gifting. You're giving it to them. So they're like, yeah, I'm not asking you for anything. And all of a sudden you like, that's the way to do it. And there are yeah. so many 
We could do more than one show on this. Well, obviously, if you did that, you'd also learn how to do the back-end Amazon part of it, which is a whole different learning track. Okay, so awesome way to spend 100 bucks. Kyle, what do you got for us, man? How would you spend $100 to get started? If I was going to get started, I think the easiest way still to, to launch, especially e-commerce, if you're going to do physical products, is you're going to spend that 100 bucks and you're going to buy inventory and you're going to try and flip it as a reseller on Amazon. It still can be done. You can do it on eBay. You know, when you buy inventory to resell, meaning you go to a store, you, you find something on discount, you find something online and you're arbitraging what you buy it for, but what you can sell it for and, and send it into FBA on Amazon, by Amazon. You can sell it on eBay. You can sell it all on Facebook marketplace. You could literally arbitrage it and just sell it on Facebook marketplace. If you've got, it's all about what you get the deal on for sourcing. I still think that's probably the simplest way to get started with the least amount of risk. If you got a hundred dollars, that's where you could test it. If you're going to be, if you have a brand, say you're trying to launch a brand, right? And you have a hundred dollars. The first thing you need to find is at least 10 people to buy your product. You need to figure out, do you have any level of product market fit for your product? And you need at least 10 people to buy it. Now, what I would do if I have that hundred bucks with my product is I would just do what Chris said. Would you need said for the Kindle version? I would buy a hundred dollars or take a hundred dollars worth of my inventory and I would start giving it out to people who I think could provide valuable feedback on it. But hopefully someone who has influence, right? Leave my influencer marketing, probably going to get you the furthest along, but you want their feedback and mostly want exposure to their audience as well. So for a hundred bucks, I would, I would lean into influencer marketing to try to figure out whether or not that your product actually does in fact solve a problem that your customer actually wants to solve. Because if it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you spend a hundred bucks or a million bucks, you're going to have a real issue long-term trying to build a business out of it. So you got to get some product market set. And but a hundred bucks to do that would be job number one. Yeah. 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 I, I figured arbitrage would come up as sort of a path here. So yeah. I think so. All right, Michael, what do you got for us? How would you spend a hundred dollars to start an e-commerce business? Well, I'm not sure how I'd start it. I mean, if I had a hundred bucks to spend on marketing for an existing business, well, I thought if I had a hundred bucks to start, then I guess I would do retail arbitrage. That wasn't really something I'd given much thought to, to be honest with this question. My answer for the person who's more established though is going to sound really dull compared to Chris's incredibly imaginative answers, which I would expect nothing less from, from Chris. I would spend it on making sure that I got the best conversion I could, because that's just going to get me more money for my, my buck as quickly as possible. I just think. For hundred bucks, I could probably get somebody who can do a basic job of increasing the quality of the, how put it, the selling mission of the image work on an Amazon listing, for example, or get a hundred bucks worth of some really quality keyword research done. Either one of which could drive sales of our Amazon environment. Not very sexy or interesting. That would honestly be my first go-to because I'd expect to get a return on investment fairly, fairly straightforwardly from that, which would stick around. The great thing about conversion rate optimization is on Amazon, it is a sales conversion strategy, but it's also a ranking and thus a traffic strategy because you get ranked better if you convert better and you pay once and you get paid back multiple times. So honestly, I'm a fan of, of CRO for that reason. Love it. All right. So if you're starting out, you do arbitrage. If you're spending a hundred dollars on marketing for an existing business, it would be optimization strategies. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, if you think about it, if you're already trying to scale into something where you already have some traction you're going to have some little traffic and most likely that traffic is not optimized to convert 
or whether it's your website or your Amazon listing or whatever you're doing. So investing any amount starts at 100, might go up beyond 100, is going to be in your best interest. So, uh, and then another thing too, I would just say is that you're going to start, you know, if you need a marketing ideas with a hundred bucks, I would try and find Chris's course with a coupon code and buy a hundred bucks. I would just get that. And then it's all jam packed full of all these marketing ideas. So there you go. Education is another way that you could spend your, yeah. or your hundred bucks on to learn a skill set, to practice something, to sharpen your tool set, I think is another way that you could spend and invest that hundred bucks. Yeah, I was going to chime in with just one thought. You know, when I first heard about Selling Online, it was, you guys probably tired of me telling this story, but it was this guy who had built a website to do traffic school. And he went to the Sonoma County traffic court judge and asked if that judge would start referring people to traffic school on his website. And the judge remarkably said yes. And people started just coming to this guy's website and paying this fee. And I heard that story. He was like making a thousand dollars a day at the time. This was like in 1998. And I heard that story and I was like, well, first of all, I don't know how to build a website. Second of all, I don't know anything about traffic school or any type topic that I could think of. And uh, third, I'd never have the guts to go talk to a, you know, traffic court judge. But the idea, the kernel of the idea just captured, captured my imagination. And so what I ended up doing was I saw Davis Bino's eBay auctions for profit infomercial on TV. And spending that money on his course was probably the first step that was the most meaningful substantive thing. And we started 10 years later, Kobe stepping on eBay, but nonetheless, it was that initial expenditure. So I would spend it, I think probably on education, but I think I've got like level two of that. There are so many people who are e-commerce sellers now on Amazon and in other places, Etsy, eBay, you know, Craigslist, offer up, whatever. I think what I would do is probably not network locally with an e-commerce seller in my town and spend my hundred dollars buying them a cup of coffee every Saturday for like the next three months or whatever it is, you know, buy the Americano at Starbucks, not the Vente Frappuccino and, and make your hundred dollars last for as long as you can, picking their brain, asking their opinions, getting insight from what they've learned about e-commerce. And that investment in your new buddy who is local to you that could give you tips and insights and resources and recommendations, I think is probably the, the optimal path. That's, I think what I would do in hindsight, like if I could have just met with that guy who started traffic school every Saturday, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know enough to ask him if he would mentor me or, you know, if I could meet with them. But, but if I would have, I think I would have learned a tremendous amount and accelerated my path towards learning. So I think that's how I'd spend my hundred bucks. Chris, thank you. I strongly, strongly disagree. Sorry, Jason. We're going super fire hot takes back and forth. I challenge you. I challenge you to find someone you really want to have mentor you who's going to meet with you in exchange for a cheap cup of coffee every weekend (laughs) for three months. But don't exist. I do not believe they exist. Open challenge. Oh, we Find me this open person. Open challenge, buddy. Open challenge. Chris, Chris, I will buy your Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I will buy your Dunkin' Donuts coffee if you teach me KDC. Maybe. I mean, there's a difference. Maybe I'm a lot there's more a different. likable character than you are. I don't know. No. I mean, there's a difference. We're, we're giving real info. Kyle, I would real have coffee info. with you every weekend for three months for free. Yeah. Right? 
because right. I know you. We have exactly. a relationship, right? Exactly. If you don't have that relationship, zero percent chance, in my opinion, that you're going to get somebody who's going to so, really teach you something useful and valuable well, in exchange for a cup of coffee. Well, let me let me build off this because I do think this is an interesting angle. I think that in order to meet these people in your community, you have to go where they are and you have to build that relationship to Chris's point. And one of the best ways to actually do that is to volunteer your time at charities and at things like that, where you're going to be able to network with, with entrepreneurs and people that. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. If that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. Had success and they're giving back. If you are networking with charities that you're passionate about and you're serving and volunteering there, you're going to get connected to them and you're going to get aligned on a cause and then you can start to build that relationship. So it doesn't cost yeah. you anything. It's actually less than hard. Here's a related rebuttal. You know, a very simple thing to do would be to set up a meetup group in your town and through meetup.com, just say, I'm hosting an e-commerce get together every Saturday at the library. And you would end up with people coming to those. Kyle and I did that in Seattle before COVID for a year or two. And we we met some amazing operators. It was just sweat equity on our part to just convene. We met at a WeWork. Somebody had a membership and it was a blast. So I take your point. I agree. You know, a busy e-commerce operators but, probably wouldn't mentor, but some might. And you might be able to find them if you work at it. And anyway, it's just an idea of how to get into the biz. I would say I agree with you that you can find them, but you have to find them through that sweat yeah. equity, that spending yeah. your time, which is the same as money, you know, that building that relationship, finding yeah. that first. And here's what I, the hundred dollar thing, this is exactly what I would do. Cause if you don't have that local, depending where you live, you may not have these, these same options, but online, you be, I'm baffled the amount of people who try to get my time for free, like zero exchange, zero offer of exchange, which is which is why, why the $100 thing can work this way. If someone messaged me say, hey, can I get you on the phone for an hour for a hundred bucks? You know, I just have a few questions. I would probably say, you know what? I respect you for offering me a hundred bucks and I'll get on the phone with you for a half hour on my drive home, something where I, I got some extra time for free. But I would do that because they offered a hundred. So it is possible. Nobody you offered. just have to have the right script. It is possible, <laughs> but you didn't give them the right script. Exactly. You just did it. You're back. I... <laughs> You, you left it out. I don't know if you, you tuned it out like for that. me. Thank you. It's a softball question. Here you go. <laughs> but, but that's, um, that's 100% true. Yeah. That's $100 that I, there yeah. are multiple ways to spend this $100. Definitely. And one of them is simply offering it cash money to somebody to talk to them. Because I find yeah. people are still like, people still think $100 an hour and they think, well, that's a lot or that's not a lot. If you're in this entrepreneur space, we don't work by the hour. So all of a sudden you're thinking, Hey, a hundred bucks to talk to this guy, hundred bucks to help someone out a hundred bucks. To like, Hey, maybe let me like help this guy. Like if someone helped me in the past, I'm going to do this. You know, just that offer means so much and so few people do it, which is what it stands out. So if you're listening to this, take notes and be like, Hey, this is going to work because people right. don't do this. Let me just tack on another freebie for everybody that is also on the theme of education, because I totally agree. I mean, I, I think that idea of finding mentors, being educated, finding somebody 
either with your hundred dollars or for free is a path. There's another simple, elegant path to learning now. Of course, I mean, YouTube's there and you can learn almost everything you need about all of these topics on YouTube, but you just have to spend a lot of time doing it. Another more elegant path is, you know, many, many Kindle books are made free for a short time. And if you just look in the marketing, internet marketing category, a social media category, e-commerce category, and you watch the free Kindle book promotions, you know, they come and go every two or three days. It's, you know, they, they, they're short-term offers that you will find a ton of books that are free about all of these topics, setting up on marketplaces, social media, copywriting. I got a killer copywriting book for a Kindle free deal that I, I mean, I looked through it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like massive value, all these copywriting formulas, and they're giving it away as a, as a lead gen. So that is a, as a super helpful path for education as well as well as all the stuff like YouTube channels and Udemy courses and things like that. Okay, let's bring the topic to a close here. Any final thoughts on how you would spend $100 getting started or, you know, marketing an existing business from from an early stage? Michael, any other thoughts? Yeah, quick one for me. I was just thinking about what you were saying about meetup groups and things. I mean, I, I... I wouldn't expect to get a good mentor for free, by the way, but I mean, if you can engineer it through a cunning script, so good for you. But what I did actually do in the early stages of my first year in business and the Amazon business was put together a meetup of newbies who weren't very experienced, but between us, we had, you know, some collective experience on the topic of China sourcing specifically, which is what I felt I didn't have much training in then. And I spent probably about a hundred bucks of my own money over the course of three or four months, hiring a nice business venue and everyone else paid for their own, you know, the portion of the the room hire and that was really valuable start to getting out there and meeting people to the point you were making so that set up my own meetup and that's that was incredibly valuable if you're thinking of doing it and you've got your own e-commerce business it's worth joining an existing mastermind because it's a lot of work but you know that was one thing i did so some form of networking with other people in the same game if they are more advanced than you i would expect to pay but if they're at the same sort of level as you that may be useful depending what level you're at you know and in which case that's a very good spend of the money i think yeah, I totally love that. Question from the audience came in, which is, how do you support yourself if you're going to work for others for free or if you're going to be, you know, part of a team where you're not really extracting a lot of value? How would you juggle that? The, the idea of, you know, trying to learn in, and lean into the e-commerce space at the same time needing to support yourself. Chris, any thoughts on that? Well, first you have to support yourself. So this isn't an option of saying, Hey, I want to do this. So who's going to like take responsibility for me over here? No, you still have to support yourself and find ways to say, look, I'm going to save money here. I'm going to, you know, cut some time out here. I'm going to make time here and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. You know, like you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff, but you can't just abandon your responsibilities. How long did you move like in e-commerce before you went full-time into it? Was oh, there I, that I've moved like your life? huge. I've had a lot of people ask me, when do I quit my job and go full time? Yeah. And it's like, when you're, when you can't do both anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was working full-time power tool company and my eBay business was getting really big. And it got to the point where like, I felt like, you know what, this, this company is paying me to do certain amount of things. And I don't feel good about that. So it's like, either I need to tone back eBay and do more of that or say, look, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a fair deal for you, for the, for the employer. So it's time for me, time for me to leave. But it's because I had the eBay thing as, as a backup and say, look, now that I'm not spending time at the job, I can then take that time and grow even more on the eBay. And that's where you take that chance. And when people need to, I think people often or too often think, oh, what, what, what will happen if I quit my job and it doesn't work out? You'll go back and get another job, right? Like the jobs are still there. Okay. It's not like you have the only job on the planet. 
that you were able to do, you can go back and get another job. So that's your worst case scenario. That's when you can take that chance. Kyle, how about you? How long did you moonlight before you went full-time with oh, your own biz? A few years for sure. And I would, you kind of get to this place to Chris's point where your, your, your side hustle gig starts to take up more and more of your time. And you have to make that decision of like how much, well, because at some point too, you're sort of limiting both options, right? Like you can't really push into the job because your, your side hustle is taking it. And then you're, you can limit the growth of your side hustle job stuff because you don't have as your max amount of your time. Right. So you're kind of stuck in this, this inflection point moment. And you just have to sort of make that decision and leap. But to Chris, I, I agree with Chris that you need to take care of, you know, cover your bills, getting all that stuff taken care of first, because the important thing about it is there are learning curves, any business, in any model that you get into. And it's, you don't want to be out off of the ledge necessarily learning something brand new and not have the ability to support yourself or your family while you're doing it. So yeah, you know, keep the job and keep rolling. Reed Hoffman always likes to use the metaphor that, you know, entrepreneurs throw themselves off the cliff and build the airplane on the way down. And I, I don't know that that's really true. I think a lot of entrepreneurs side hustle it and they have a side hustle that they grow. Well, and, well, then, and then, and then they, they, they take flight and cut loose of their, their main employer. I moonlighted for five years before we went full time with the biz. And at a few points I thought to myself, we could make this without me having this full time job, but just you know, kind of timing in life and everything sorted itself out so that it made sense for me to conclude January 1st, 2014, my last day as a regular employee, never look back, you know. Thanks, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reed Hoffman also a bunch of money. It's easier to jump off the cliff if you have million, hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of investor money exploding yeah. your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris, were you going to make a comment? Yeah, I think people need to think about it this way. This is a perfect show for it. If you're like, hey, I really want to open up my own sports card physical location business. How do I do that while still supporting myself? Well, that's not terribly practical if you don't know what you're doing. You don't have any money. You don't have the time because you have a full-time job, whatever it is. But there are tons of different side hustles. And the, the amount of education you can get for free or inexpensive is where I think people need to spend that time if they don't have the time and money to go full-time with what they want. Yep. Stop and relax and like say, what do I want to do? Do I want to become a writer? Do I want to become an arbitrage seller? Do I want to become a software provider? What all these different things are going to take different amounts of money, different amount of time to set up, different amount of time to recoup and actually finally make a profit, different amount of money to even start. All these things are different. So don't jump in and be like, I got to do that. Like, no, you, you may not want to do what you're doing. And I, I got to throw this out there. I know we're, we're wrapping up, but we initially were talking about like, you know, getting our products into people's hands. It's to me, it's an attention game. So if you have a hundred dollars to market yourself, you need the attention of people who have an audience of your potential customer. And there are two things that you can do on Amazon that people don't know about. Nobody's teaching these things. And that's giving Kindle books to other people and giving gifts. The Amazon has a new gifting program where you can send somebody any product on Amazon, prime shipping, and all you need is their phone number or their email address. So if you know what, Hey, this person is really into this kind of stuff. You know what? I'm going to send them a thoughtful gift from Amazon and all you need is their email, put it in. And now you're gonna be like, what? This person's sending me this? That's cool. Now you have their attention. You can start their relationship, whether you want to mentor, whether you want to sponsor their Instagram feed, whether you want to like, whatever it is, you need their attention. So get creative with the hundred dollars, put some thought into it and they'll just send somebody. I mean, I, I should have said this at the beginning, instead of sending my book, no, I'm gonna send something they actually want, right? Something that, Hey, I watched your, your content. I know that you're actually into this stuff. 
And yeah, I'm going to send you something. Even if it's not expensive, it's a bot that counts. And yeah. guess who's doing this? Nobody. So you're going to stand yeah. out. Piece of cake. Love it. Guys, as always, it's an honor to hear your insights and perspectives. A great conversation today. If you're watching this on replay, love to answer questions. Just leave them in the comments below. And if you're listening to it on one of our podcast shows, either in the call-in app itself or on the e-commerce leader, we'd love to have you give us a follow of our channel and like of the shows, whatever feedback methodology you can use in the player of choice that you're using. We'd love that. It's an honor to serve the community and to answer questions for e-commerce operators. We love our, our operators out there. It's so fun to work with people one-on-one and in small groups and in formats like this. And so we just encourage you to be encouraged and use your $100 wisely to start or grow your business. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. If that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 469. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.